Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You know, I just heard moments ago, and it's very, very hard to be honest with you to keep track, with like all of the old games that are either airing on TV, that are being aired on our station here on WFAN. I mean, to tell you that I know what's going on on a day-in and day-out basis, good luck. Good luck. You're lucky if I can remember what I ate for breakfast. Now, you want me to go down memory lane and remember something from 10 or 15 years ago, that's not going to be much of a problem. That's going to be something for me to kind of, in many ways, comes second nature. So that is the gift I've been given for better or worse in my life. And it is what it is. But why do I bring this up? I hear we are going to re-air game five of the 2015 division series between the Mets and the Los Angeles Dodgers. And my goodness, what a terrific, terrific, terrific baseball game that was. I mean, that game had it all. And we have seen Jacob DeGrom in so many dominant starts over the years. Winning back-to-back Cy Youngs. Having these days where he is just flat-out unhittable. This may sound crazy, to a lot of you listening to the show right now, but it is what it is. I'm sure many of you think that anyway, so what's the difference? In all the games I've watched Jacob DeGrom pitch for the New York Mets, even though it was a night in which he had probably C-minus, D-plus type of stuff, I don't think I've ever been more impressed watching DeGrom on the mound. And that's telling you something. Because, again, this is a guy who's thrown complete game shutouts. This is a guy who's won back-to-back Cy Youngs. He is on, and I've said this multiple times, a Hall of Fame trajectory for what he has done since he's come to the big leagues. I'll never forget going to his first start, first game. And the more highly anticipated Met debut against the New York Yankees was the night before. Because Rafael Montero, if you remember, made his debut against 
Masahiro Tanaka. And I know a lot of people all fired up to see Rafael Montero. Did not do the job. Tanaka was brilliant on that Wednesday. And I remember Thursday it was Jacob DeGrom against Chase Whitley. And it was a birthday present for me, so I got really good seats. I'm watching DeGrom. I'm like, man, this guy's good. Haven't heard much about him. But the stuff, the makeup, real impressive. Be the first of many dominant starts. But that game against the L.A. Dodgers, in which he is grinding out inning after inning, in which he is pitching with runners on base and finding a way to keep that game at bay. Folks, that's what Jacob DeGrom is all about. Yeah, it helps you got dominant stuff. Yeah, it helps that you've won two Cy Youngs. But you got to have that sort of intestinal fortitude about you. That when the going gets tough and a situation is bleak and you warm up, you go out to the mound in the first inning, it's like, geez, how in the world am I going to get through this game? How in the world am I going to get my team to where they need to be, which is the National League Championship Series? Certain guys either have that or they don't. It's really that simple. They have it or they don't. Jacob DeGrom has it. So... That dawned on me as we get ready to listen and maybe for some of you will watch that game over the weeks to come. One of the more gutty performances you are ever going to see from a starting pitcher in an elimination game. Now, we get to the task at hand and you guys, again, I feel like I'm turning into softy. I'm turning into a teacher that's like handing out A's like it's nobody's freaking business. I mean... I'm turning into the teacher in many ways that I always wanted to have at Petridis High School on Staten Island or the sort of teacher I was hoping for, the professor I was hoping for in my years at Syracuse because I feel like all I'm doing is throwing praise your way. I feel like all I'm doing is commending you guys, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart. You guys over the last two days in diving into your favorite baseball players and diving into your favorite college football and NFL players have been off the charts in not naming Yankees or Mets or not naming Jets or Giants. Because what I think you guys are doing in many ways is you're kind of showcasing your wide-ranging ability of all these years of sitting on the TV, sitting on the couch, watching on your TV and watching all the games. I'm glad that I'm certainly putting it to use. You know, I never in a million years thought that I would be challenging my memory as much as I have, all this stuff's been in there. You know, I'll reference it from time to time when we actually had live sports to talk about. But I feel like each and every day, that's the exercise I'm doing. Working my memory. Getting some of that stuff that might have been jumbled and shuffled out into the open and having some fun along the way. But we're going to continue on the trend and it's going to be a little bit more wide-ranging today because we're actually going to throw... Not one, not two, but three subject matters out there for you to have some fun with. And what I am going to do and what we are going to do over the next four hours or so is dive into our favorite NBA players, our favorite NHL players, and our favorite college basketball players not to be wearing your favorite uniform. So, for you Nick fans out there, Will Clyde, Patrick Ewing, they're out. For you Nick fans, Jason Kidd or Dr. J, they're out. 
for you Ranger fans. Messier, Leach, out. And unfortunately, I cannot throw any Syracuse players on the list. Because that'd be cheating. That wouldn't be fair. But as I was thinking about this list, I have to admit, my list of NBA players, not ones that I rooted for in a Knickerbocker jersey, ended up being far more of a wide-ranging list than I ever could have imagined. Like, I was thinking about it in my head. I'm like, man, maybe it's due to the fact that the Knicks have been so bad. And I mean so bad over the better part of the last 18 years where that love I initially had of Patrick Ewing and Allen Houston and Latrell Sprewell, you name it. I mean, for the better part of two decades, what, I had about two or three Knicks teams that were somewhat respectable since 2001? Pretty sad when you think about it. But it's good for this exercise because it's going to allow me to kind of reference a bunch of guys that I really enjoyed watching. And the first guy I'm going to share with you is absolutely one of my all-time favorite athletes. And I admit to this day, and maybe it's because there was a whole lot of emotion tied into this. Maybe it's due to the fact that I was able to get a significant series prize on what this team was going into the second round against the Los Angeles Lakers, took a stab and ended up being uh, some good sum of money, if you know what I mean. But the 2011 postseason and NBA Finals was the ultimate, ultimate showcase for my main man, Dirk Nowitzki. And... I always found Dirk to be such a joy to watch because there was not only this sense of skill and not only this sense of flair and the shot-making ability and shooting off one foot and being able to put it on the floor, but there was a toughness in Dirk Nowitzki that, for my money, he never got the proper credit for. I'm not saying that he was some top-notch world defender. He was not. But Dirk Nowitzki, in many ways, was a guy who played in a tough Western Conference, battled it out with the great Tim Duncan. I will never forget that 2006 conference semifinal. They played an epic Game 7. I mean, back and forth. You felt like it was the NBA Finals with Dallas and with San Antonio. And Nowitzki on the blow-by with such touch past Tim Duncan. One of the best to ever do it. You thought it was going to be his coronation. It was going to be his time in 2006. And we all know what happened in that 2006 NBA Finals. Dallas jumped out to a 2 nothing lead. You thought that series was over, cooked, officiating. Dwayne Wade got in the way. And the Miami Heat stunned a whole lot of people and won four consecutive games. And I got to admit, when Dallas lost that series to Miami, and then the following year, remember, they won like 67 games or so. And they were one seed in the West. They got knocked off by the eight-seeded Golden State Warriors. That was the Baron Davis Don Nelson, 
free will and warrior type team. I thought Dirk's window as far as getting a championship was done because it was Kobe's time at that point. It was LeBron James' time at that point. You still had the Celtics who were very much a force. But then all of a sudden, 2011 rolls around. And Dallas was kind of a team in many ways. It was lying in the weeds in that postseason. And I'll never forget the Mavericks smoking the Lakers. And I mean smoking the Lakers. Going to L.A. and winning the first two games. Then going back to Dallas and just running them completely out of the building. With Dirk, Jason Kidd, Tyson Chandler, Berea, Sean Marion. Terrific team. Then they take down the hot shot Oklahoma City Thunder. And then it was the showdown against Miami. And I think for many people, Dallas was rather dismissed in that series. Because... Miami had just beaten Chicago. Miami had just beaten the Boston Celtics. You had the idea of LeBron and Wade and Bosch all playing together. You thought it was a coronation in many ways. Didn't happen. And Nowitzki and his teammates were incredible. And I felt that sense of joy for Dirk Nowitzki because... I knew it was basically his last shot of getting a title. He was the best player in that series. And his legacy was forever sealed. Nowitzki would have been a guy when we were doing our topic, what, a couple weeks ago about the best players to never win a championship? I mean, Dirk Nowitzki would have been right at the top of that list. He would have been right there with the Malones and the Ewings and the Barclays of the world. That's how special a player he was. To me, he's one of the 30, 35 best in the history of the league. Taking down LeBron and D-Wade, awesome. Absolutely awesome. Loved every minute of that NBA Finals. So Dirk is a favorite of mine. I admit, I'm partial. I love this game. And when he won in 2011, it gave me a whole lot of joy, even though I had no dog in the fight from, you know, a maverick seat standpoint. Financially, eh, a little bit. Emotionally, without question. That's the guy who comes to mind for me in the NBA. Now, I got many more. Trust me. I was doing a whole lot of brainstorming on this these last few days. But the first guy I could think of not wearing a Nick uniform, like when I think of my all-time favorite players, it's like Patrick Ewing, one. Can't use him, doesn't count. Latrell Sprewell, doesn't count. Carmelo Anthony, doesn't count. And then Dirk Nowitzki. He fits that description. From an NHL standpoint, now I admit, I am, as you guys know, far more of a basketball fan than I am a hockey fan. I just am. It's the way it works. Normally, and I think Bob said this a few weeks ago, and I agree with him a thousand percent, I think to be all in with both sports, especially in the regular season, is almost impossible. Like, I think you almost have to choose one, and I'm more of a basketball guy. That said... I love playoff hockey. Love it. Wager on it. I get into it. I remember yelling and screaming last year about Vegas. Cass Fliegelman, some of the texts that I was sending him. Yeah, it might have been financially driven, but that does not matter. I get very much into it come April and May, normally. Not this year, but that's usually my thing. One guy that, in many ways, kind of had that symbolism of what Dirk Nowitzki had going for him in Dallas, 
and even more because, listen, I think he's a better player if you compare them in their respective sports. And this may sound, for somebody who would root for the New York Rangers, is a little hypocritical, but that's fine. I love Alexander Ovechkin. I love everything about his game. I love everything about his toughness. He's gritty. He's going to hit you. He plays hockey the right way. I love everything about his game. And when the Washington Capitals, two years ago, finally were able to get past Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they found their way all the way to the cup final, that to me was a guy where you said, you know what? He's too damn good to not come away with the championship. And from watching him for all these years in the postseason, because, listen, say what you want about the Capitals, they're in the playoffs year after year. I never looked at that team and put the blame on Ovechkin. I thought it was ridiculously unfair. And you even saw it in a couple of the Ranger Game 7s they had, where Ovechkin had some moments, had some big plays. But he kind of took that burden of being the guy labeled as choker. So when you see somebody get to the top of the mountain who deserves to be at the top of the mountain, that's what sports is all about. Now, we're going to dive into a whole lot of names tonight. Favorite NBA player, not wearing a Nick or Net uniform. Favorite NHL player, not wearing one of your respective uniforms. We're going to get to college basketball, too. And trust me, my list of college basketball players is going to get wacky. It's going to get obscure. It's going to test your memory in some way. But hey, that's what we do. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 